Friends, welcome to this episode of Leadosophy. I'm recording this right now on a Friday, TGIF. Thanks for tuning in. You're here with an open mind because that's the rule, not the exception. I'm always grateful for your time, whether you're listening or watching on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube and you happen to enjoy this, hit that subscribe button. If not, no big deal. Thanks for checking in. Today's episode is kind of about knowledge. What knowledge can we accrue in the realm of leadership? What do we need to be effective? Or is the pursuit of knowledge in the realm of leadership kind of a lost cause? Is it is the practical side of leadership being immersed in our experiences? Is that the only way to really accrue knowledge about leadership? I'm not, I'm not so certain, but it is a mysterious topic. And I'll explain kind of why I think that to be in this episode. All right, folks, here we go. Are you ready to permanently fuse leadership and philosophy? Then a word of caution, you are about to enter the fully abstract yet wholly concrete realm of leadosophy. Our ideas are not always so clear and distinct. To validate this proposition, we welcome the host of Leadosophy, Tim Wood. Welcome back, friends. Bernard Lonergan died in 1984. He was a Canadian Jesuit priest, a philosopher, a theologian. I'm reading a book by by, by him. It's titled Insight, A Study of Human Understanding. It was written in 1957. And there's a passage in that book that I'm going to read real quick, just a paragraph, that struck me as it applies to, to leadership, theoretical and practical side of leadership, what we can know, what will forever be unknowable as leaders, the pursuit of knowledge in leadership. How far can we go? How deep should we go? Is it a fruitless effort? There's a lot of questions I don't really know the answer to. Bernard wrote, quote, We don't just wonder. We wonder about something. The process of learning is marked by an initial period of darkness in which one gropes about insecurely, in which one cannot see where one is going, in which one cannot grasp what all the fuss is about, and only gradually, as one begins to catch on, does the initial darkness yield to a subsequent period of increasing light, confidence, interest, absorption. I pondered how this little passage applies to leadership, and I've pondered it over it for about a week or so, and I've wrote, written some thoughts down about that, because there's just a certain confusion that I, I can't get past with leadership, and I've mentioned this before about how leadership for me is has always been kind of mysterious. It's like it's hard, it's simple, it's complex. No, it's easy. Anyone can do it. It's the practical side of leadership, the theoretical side of leadership. I I always wonder the more theory I dive into in leadership, I feel like maybe sometimes I get farther away from what practically works. I guess possibly the paradox of pursuing leadership from the angle of an academic 
I'm not sure it works. I'm still trying to figure that out. I keep coming up with more questions than I do answers. And from, from a practical side of leadership, to be in this state of continual complexity and a perpetual asking questions about what is leadership about, I don't know if it's a good thing. It's kind of like paralysis. But it keeps me focused. It keeps me engaged. I enjoy it. I enjoy trying to pull apart the different components of leadership and examining them, putting them back together, only to have more questions. And maybe if I continue to do this publicly, something will help somebody out in the practical side. When Lonergan talks about catching on, do we ever catch on? Do we ever catch on in leadership as leaders? Do we ever figure it out? I'm not so sure. I've been in multiple leadership positions where I felt that I am groping about kind of insecurely in the darkness. On the regular, I'm being a hundred, I'm being a hundred with you right now. Just this insecurity that I've felt before in leadership positions. I, again, law of unique experiences, I only have one but but one experience to look through or to feel what that is like. I can't feel someone else's experience. I can hear about it. I can listen to their experiences. But what I've actually felt in practice has been many, many instances of insecurity. But in reflection, this insecurity, I think, helped keep me from falling into that trap of, I'm a great leader. I have discovered the elixir of leadership, greatness, whatever leadership greatness might be. I think leadership, or rather humility in leadership, is that sword of Damocles that hangs above your head. Don't think you have it figured out or the sword will fall. Leading others is a precarious business, and by precarious, I mean highly unpredictable. Highly unpredictable. Do you agree? Do you think leadership is highly unpredictable? Your actions and the effects on others your actions have, your decisions, how predictable can that be in reality? So first, one question I have is, can we perpetually grow our leadership knowledge bank? Or is it possible that the more experience and exposure we have in a leadership position, the more ignorant we become? I always think that pursuing knowledge in the realm of leadership is a rabbit hole with no bottom. It just keeps going and going and it gets darker and darker, and darker. And as soon as you pick up a piece of knowledge about leadership and try to apply it, and it doesn't work, then you're, where do you go? Where do you start? Where do you go back to? It's almost like you're back to square one. So what of those who tell others how they should lead? This is the prescriptive side. I did an episode of this a couple, couple episodes ago. Prescriptive leadership talk what you ought to do, what works. What about the leader who says who has said that he or she has discovered the 10 keys to make you a successful leader? They probably even penned a book on it. They might have this leadership figured out, they say. 
It's not as trivial as you think it is. This, this may be true. I don't know. Maybe it is true. I have no idea. That's what I'm here to tell you. I have no idea. But I do know when someone says they have the keys to leadership success, I tend to walk away, maybe run away. No two leadership situations, no two leadership scenarios will ever be alike. There is no guarantee that the future will resemble the past. So maybe looking at leadership as an interplay between darkness and light, knowledge and ignorance. That is my current understanding of leadership. Again, as soon as you think you have something figured out, a situation arises that leaves you perplexed at a minimum, if not, will leave you defeated. Have you ever felt defeated as a leader? Nothing's working. Every decision I make is being second-guessed. This feeling of being defeated or this perplexed feeling that you may get from time to time in leadership, I believe this is natural and unavoidable. Humans are messy, fallible, prone to emotive swings. And I'll be honest with you, just maybe... Humans were not designed for cubicle life. They weren't designed. We weren't designed for the nine to five job, the constant exposure to fluorescent lights, three meetings a day, answering to five bobs and two jans, and a hierarchy that is a hundred miles deep. Maybe we just weren't designed for that. How are you going to lead through that? How do you accrue knowledge of scenarios and situations that humans just weren't designed to do? Maybe we were designed. Maybe we are creating our design on, design on the fly. Maybe it just is, and we are figuring it out as we go. I don't know how much knowledge is out there in the world for us to accrue about leadership. How many books can we read? How many seminars or trainings can we take on this idea of leading others, leading self, leading the masses, leading in organizations, being ethically responsible as leaders? Can anything really trump raw experience? Reading about the pain one endures from falling off a bike sits in stark contrast to actually slamming face first into the pavement, does it not? The latter is immediate feedback. Pain is a great teacher. As we close out here, I, I think a sense of wonder and curiosity might be an effective mental or cognitive posture to approach in leadership as a leader. Maybe curiosity and wonder is sort of like a kryptonite to our urge to make declarative statements, to exclaim with certainty that I have the right answer. You do not. Curiosity, wonder, asking questions. Is there not a fine line between the right answer and the best answer based upon the given and relevant information? 
It takes curiosity and wonder to wade through the sea of information. Separating relevant from irrelevant information, good information from misinformation. After all, how much is leadership about decision-making? Or how much of leadership is about the decisions we decide not to make that affect the lives of other humans or do not affect the lives of other humans? So much of it is it not about the information that we are processing second by second, minute by minute, hour by hour, taking that information from others in a group of others amongst the team and making decisions. Good, bad, terrible, messy, everything in between. I have some final Friday thoughts if you're watching this on Friday. If not, they're whatever day you're watching them thoughts. So here we go. There's only three of them, three final takeaways. I think it's okay not to have an immediate answer to a problem. There's this urge that I experienced when in a leadership role that I had to continually fight. It's when when faced with a problem, someone needs a solution. This urge to have to come up with an answer right away. I think it's okay to say, I don't know. Let me pull in person X, person Y, person Z. Let me pull in my team. Who have you surrounded yourself with to help you make a decision? Are you perpetually looking for the perfect decision? Because I will submit that that might be a fatal mistake. Searching for the perfect solution. It's totally normal to feel lost or feel like you are groping about in a room of in a room of darkness while in a leadership role. I think that's perfectly normal. You will be second-guessed, you will be doubted. You will experience self-doubt. And occasionally you'll feel like you are on an island of isolation. These are all normal, normal feelings. At least normal feelings that I had at one time or another. And I think it's plausible to say that many other people in leadership roles feel the same. And lastly, it's okay to fail and to make a bad decision. Hopefully it's not catastrophic. But more importantly, why is this okay? It's okay because you cannot avoid failing and making bad decisions in a leadership role. It's as certain as death and taxes. But how you recover, learn, grow, and teach others are what matters most. Those are my thoughts on this episode of Leadosophy. Remember, Leadosophy is about using the tools of philosophical thought to deepen our understanding of leadership. I don't think we're going to find the leadership elixir. I don't think we're going to find the 10 most successful keys that will unlock the doors of leadership using the tools of philosophical thought. Let me make that abundantly clear. That's not what leadosophy is about. All right, everybody, thanks for watching this episode. We'll see you next time. Thanks for watching and listening to another episode of Leadosophy. If you liked what you heard today, hit that subscribe button and check out leadosophy.com and learn more about Tim's ideas on philosophy and leadership. We'll see you next time.